the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The El Conservador Radio Show is sponsored by Border Hawk News on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Time for the El Conservador Radio Show with George Rodriguez. George is a constitutional conservative who loves to expose fake news and liberals. Be a part of the show. Call 210-308-8867. And now, El Conservador, George Rodriguez. Howdy, 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 my friends. Once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Welcome to our show this beautiful uh, August 21st, 2021. Let me remind everyone that uh, our program is pre-recorded. Uh, so therefore, uh, we just want to remind everyone that um, some of uh, some of our comments may be a little dated. I, we um, uh, record the program a week ahead of time, uh, or a couple of days ahead of time, should I say? But um, our program is pre-recorded. So welcome to the show, my friends. We've got a, a slam bang uh, lineup today. Uh, first of all, we've got Congressman Chip Roy from the twenty-first district here in uh, San, here in Texas. Uh, Chip has really been very, very outspoken lately regarding the handling of the um, of the border and uh, the impact on uh, on on the constituents. Of course, on uh, not only his constituents in the twenty first district, but on all over Texas, my friends. Uh, so we're going to hear from from Congressman Chip Roy uh, first of all. Secondly, we've got uh, a, a special guest who um, has been with us before, but uh, I really thought it was important that we get him on. Uh, it's Dr. Jeffrey Atticott from uh, St. Mary's University here in San Antonio. But uh, Dr. Atticott is very well known, very, very well respected as an expert in terrorism. Uh, and uh, definitely I wanted to get him on because of the fall of Kabul, the, the fall of uh, Afghanistan. And what that means, since we have a wide open border, my, my friends, we should be very, very concerned about that. Secondly, or, or thirdly, should I say, we have our good friend Jason Jones. Jason Jones is a is what I consider to be the, the border crime expert. And um, I wanted to get him on because uh, there have been some shootings lately in, uh, in, in the El Paso area uh, from across the border. Uh, cartels are shooting at uh, our um, border patrol agents. Now, what's fascinating about this is two things. First of all, the lack of coverage by the media, by the news media. Nothing is being said about this. And then secondly, the boldness, the absolute boldness now of the cartels and the um, and the criminal elements across the border. I mean, not only are we having border agents being attacked on our side, uh, by uh, illegal aliens, but uh, now they're shooting at us. They are the cartels are actually shooting at us, and I, I, I think it's a direct, a, a very much a direct result of the lack of spine that is being shown by this administration. I mean, liberals love to love and hug, uh, but uh, they're not too much on um, standing your ground uh, against enemies. And uh, this is what we need to do at this point. Our final guest, my friends is our good friend Mark Morgan, uh, who is now with FAIR. He is a fellow over at FAIR, but uh, he is the former uh, director of, um, of, let me make sure I get it correct, Customs and Border Protection. And uh, he's going to give you an earful regarding the reversal of, uh, of some of the, the um, uh, cases recently that... Uh, uh, the uh, like the remain in in, um, in Mexico policy for asylums. He's gonna he's gonna give us an earful about that. Uh, he uh, I, he holds back nothing. <laughs> I love I love to hear Mark. So at any rate, my friends, welcome to the show. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for supporting us. Uh, we'll be right back after this uh, this quick little break with our first guest once again, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP nine thirty AM radio. The answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, 
on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer. And we've got uh, our good friend, Congressman Chip Roy, from the 21st District here in Texas. My congressman, I'm proud to say. And uh, I wanted to reach out to him because um, he's been rather vocal recently about uh, certain issues. And I just want to flat ask him and let him tell us what he thinks. Congressman, what do we do when we've got a president that doesn't seem to want to protect our borders, either from criminals or from disease or from just illegal immigration in general? What can we do? Well, George, uh, good to be on. As always, I wish it was in a circumstance in a time where we were not so uh, frustrated about the state of our American leadership, uh, both at our border internally and then obviously most of uh, late uh, what we've seen unfold in Afghanistan. Uh, the answer is, and, and, and I've been saying this now for, I don't know, maybe a month, uh, and, and the answer is impeachment. And, and, you know, I don't use that word lightly, right? We saw the political impeachment uh, of President Trump um, by a Democrat House of Representatives. Some might try to say that, well, you know, raising impeachment in this case would be political because I just don't like the policies of the administration. But, but I beg to differ. What we're seeing out of the Biden administration is, I, I wish I could say it was just incompetence, but I, it seems to, the, to, to really be a complete disregard for the duty under the Constitution to faithfully execute the laws and to defend the United States of America. That's what I'm seeing, right? Whether it's in Afghanistan, whether it's at the border. This is why I've been saying that we ought to impeach uh, Homeland Security uh, Secretary Mayorkas and, uh, and that we should consider impeaching President Biden, and obviously uh, what's unfolded in Afghanistan has sort of raised uh, that specter even further. And look, the bottom line is what we've seen with respect to changing the policies at the border have had a direct consequence on our country. Increased COVID uh, population coming into the southern border. But even if you put COVID aside, under our public health laws, COVID is the way you can limit the flow across the border uh, most readily uh, using the return to Mexico uh, policies and programs the, the previous administration were using, and which a federal judge just said the current administration needs to uh, re, uh, uh, you know, uh, reevaluate and go use those return to Mexico uh, policies. So this is what they've been doing. They've been purposely ignoring the laws in order to carry out their open borders agenda. They don't care about sovereignty. They don't care about the American people. They're about the world government and what's going to make you popular in cocktail circuits in uh, Eastern Europe. It really, I mean, uh, in the past, when we had the surge of children back under the Obama administration, you know, we were worried about diseases at that point. I mean, uh, uh, folks were coming down with, uh, or should I say the Border Patrol was coming down with measles and mumps. But now, uh, here in San Antonio, for example, we've got uh, the, the county leadership telling us that we're, they're going to implement a uh, mask mandate while the governor has said no, while at the same time they are allowing aliens, uh, illegal aliens, at the uh, at at the airport and at the um, uh, at the bus station, and um, very little is said about that. Well, you're exactly right. This is something that I raised on uh, Tucker Carlson a couple of weeks ago. I've raised generally about what's happening in total disregard, and we see what's happening with a hotel being filled with COVID-positive immigrants in La Jolla, Texas, by Catholic Charities. We've seen the 7,000 that were dumped into um, McAllen area that were COVID-positive. Now, look, you know, the left always comes back and they, says, they say, well, you know, you're, you're saying that the surge in COVID is because of the migrants at the border. No, I, I haven't said that. I don't have some crystal ball to tell you where positives are coming from. What I'm telling you is the hypocrisy of the left when they want American citizens to lock down their schools, mask their schools, use uh, vaccine passports, be forced to take vaccines, um, uh, and then they don't care about Border Patrol agents, people on the border, the number of people coming across the border who are untested, released into our communities. The hypocrisy is glaring, and it tells you what's at the root of what they want, which is, again, open borders, not something that's about defending the American people, but rather uh, defending their leftist agenda. That's very clearly obvious. Uh, tell us also about this um, uh, this trillion dollar package, this several trillion dollar package. How is that supposed to help us when, uh, when inflation is starting to go uh, uh, sky high? Well, it's not. It's a $1.2 trillion infrastructure 
infrastructure package, which was nothing more than a um, gateway to the $3.5 trillion uh, package for reconciliation, the budget deal, which will open the door for massive additional spending, uh, which the the Democrats knew. And now what you're seeing is in the uh, House of Representatives, you're seeing, you know, so-called moderate Republicans and Democrats uh, join forces to say that they're going to force the votes through and to, and to uh, not allow Pelosi to basically jam it up. Um, it, that would be a mistake. Uh, Republicans should not take any part of that, but they are, right? We had 19 Republicans, Senate Republicans, who voted for this infrastructure bill, which has a lot of Green New Deal garbage in it, a lot of critical race theory, woke ideology in it, uh, which greases the skits for the $3.5 trillion of spending, has massive wasteful projects in it. I can go on and on. And, you know, there's no business supporting it. Uh, yet 19 Senate Republicans did. Um, that's the problem. Uh, we, need to, we need to stand strong on that and send a signal to Republicans that this is not what we expect out of them. And they're not going to inspire Americans to want to get behind them to put them back in power if this is how they're going to play ball. Now, let me ask you also about the thing that's most uh, on everybody's mind right now is the whole situation of the collapse of Kabul and uh, and Afghanistan. Um, many of us remember watching the uh, the collapse of Saigon, and this certainly has uh, a lot uh, a lot of those same images. Um, your thoughts on that? Well, it's it's a uh, it's it's a it's a shame that this is what we're seeing unfold. Uh, it's obviously horrific. Um, you know, for our men and women in uniform who fought so valiantly over the last 20 years, I have a simple message. This is what I put out in my statement, which is to say thank you. You fought valiantly. You did what, what you were told to do. Uh, you killed the enemy. You helped uh, keep our country safe. And so that was all something that we should all be mindful of and, and be proud of and uh, and respectful of. Right? We're not going to allow any kind of Vietnam-type situation to occur here. Um, the, the reality is this is what happens when you've got a incompetent, feckless president who is committed to an arbitrary date rather than a strategic uh, plan of action. And we've had assets, helicopters, Humvees, uh, drones fall into the hands of the Taliban. We've got uh, 10,000 American citizens still there. We've got Afghani uh, interpreters and others who helped us who are stuck. Um, And now we have 5,000 additional American troops that are back there uh, in this continued quagmire. Uh, in order to try to, um, you know, fix the situation. Uh, and look, I- I'm going to be blunt here. For 20 years more, we have failed to recognize the Taliban as the enemy that it is, that is driven by uh, Sharia supremacists, and we failed to acknowledge that. We've played footsie with them, Republicans and Democrats alike, and we should have acknowledged them as our enemy, we should have treated them as our enemy, uh, and and fully done so. And and frankly, Congress should be ashamed of itself for not having uh, re uh, you know debated, um, updated, replaced the authorization of the use of military force to speak with moral clarity as to why we're there. George, I'm not one of those who believes that we should be there endlessly, but nor am I one of those that said that we should blindly leak. Uh, we had 2,500 forces there. The question on the table was, is that good or bad for our American future and our national security? The uh, White House, both Republican and Democrat, over the last several years, need to make that case to Congress, and then Congress needs to speak. We were operating under a 20-year authorization of force uh, passed in the fall of 2001. That is unconscionable, and this is the result, because Congress refuses to do its job, and now an incompetent Democratic president just literally allowed certain people to get slaughtered and endangered American citizens and gave our enemies our assets. It's unconscionable. And, and uh, we need to take this lesson going forward that uh, peace through strength, the Reagan model, is the way that you go about things. Let me ask you this last question before we let you go, because um, uh, I resurrected a, a, an article yesterday uh, that was three years old uh, regarding um, a PLO sympathizer that was laundering money in Brownsville, Texas. And now... Um, recently, Mayorkas, uh, Secretary Mayorkas, was down in in uh, McAllen, and uh, at the same time, with the collapse of Kabul and uh, the number of people that are scrambling to leave, as well as uh, no one's going to be monitoring who's coming. No one is monitoring who's coming in and coming up and coming across the border. Um, you know, how do we hold Mayorkas and company accountable for our public safety? 
this this is now I think on heightened alert given the reality of the fact that we know that known terrorists cross our border and now we've got uh, the situation running amok in Afghanistan with 5,000 prisoners let go, which was you know, also a massive problem. And, um, you know, the reason that I believe that we should be impeaching Mayorkas or calling for his impeachment is because he has steadfastly refused to uh, execute the laws of the United States to secure our border. Right? A sovereign nation secures its border. You can have a debate about immigration policy and how many people let in. You can have a debate about how to handle certain asylum seekers. But you cannot allow asylum to be a massive exception that swallows the rule of border security and a sovereign nation. That is what my orcas is doing. He's doing it purposely. Democrats are doing it purposely. They're endangering American citizens. They're endangering immigrants, ironically. And they're empowering cartels. All while we've got terrorists running loose in the world who want to do us harm, who are able to come into our border. Not to mention the fentanyl and opioids that are pouring into our border and our communities, all driven heavily by the Chinese who are making this crap and then sending it over to our country. So, look, we can complicate these things with complex terms and thoughts and asylum and this, that, and the other. The bottom line is you have a duty to secure the border of the United States. The bottom line is you have a duty to carry out and run our military in a way that does not result in total chaos and endangerment of American citizens and turning our back on those who, um, you know, uh, helped us. And uh, the president has failed on these just as he has failed on uh, economic uh, policies that are driving up inflation, uh, just as he has failed in virtually every single respect, including his overbearing, tyrannical approach to the uh, coronavirus. Um, this is a reality. Congressman, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. And more than anything else, I want to thank you for fighting for our freedom and liberty and our protection and our security in, in, in Washington. Well, we'll keep doing it, George. I'll be back up there next week, uh, you know, voting no on whatever nonsense they're sending our way. And, uh, and uh, continue to try to message in defense of the, the people I represent. But God bless you, George, and we'll talk soon. Got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM radio. And we've got a special guest with us. Uh, he's been on before, but we wanted to get him on. Uh, Dr. Jeffrey Atticut from St. Mary's University. He is an expert uh, on uh, security. And uh, given, again, my friends, that we're looking at the situation of the open border uh, that doesn't seem to be um, clear any any sign of closing it down or shutting it down or even vetting the people that are coming across. Um, I wanted to ask him about the situation with um, national security and the uh, and, and what is happening in the Middle East, particularly the fall of Afghanistan and the Taliban, the rise of the Taliban again. Doctor Atticut, thank you very much for taking time to be with us. Tell us what your, what are your thoughts on this situation. Well, I believe that we are in a situation now that has never been more dangerous since 9-11, before 9-11. Uh, we had a wide open border, and our enemies know that. We're seeing a resurgence of radical Islamic extremists. That is the number one terror threat to this nation. It's not right-wing extremists. It's not left-wing extremists. It's radical Islam. And, of course, with the destruction of ISIS um, and the, uh, the pushback we made, uh, successful pushback we made against al-Qaeda, uh, they are very anxious to do us harm. And we now have, of course, the Taliban, which is a terrorist organization, taking over an entire country. Um, there's no doubt that they will create a Holocaust situation in their own country, but they'll also facilitate Al-Qaeda, ISIS, other terror groups. They've made partnerships with Iran. Iran 
Iran has partnerships with Venezuela. We know that there are weekly aircrafts that go from Tehran to Caracas every week, and you cannot buy a ticket on those airplanes. So it's, uh, it's you know, Venezuela is no friend of us, of this country. And Iran, of course, is a state sponsor of terrorism. Even the Biden administration still maintains that label, even though amazingly they want to negotiate with them. So it's a recipe for disaster, and our enemies know it. Our enemies know that our border is wide open. It's never been this open in the history, probably in the last 30 years, 40 years. It's a catastrophe, and it didn't have to be this way. All the Biden administration had to do is to maintain the Bush policy, uh, excuse me, the Trump policies. Uh, we had the Mexican army on the one side of the border that was assisting us. We had a remain in Mexico policy for asylum seekers. We had a process that had a 20-year a low of individuals that were illegally attempting to enter this country. And in one week, less than a week, this president did all that, you know, did away with all that. And basically, the border is now being flooded. And uh, we have individuals from 100, it depends on who you listen to, but at least 150 countries have crossed into our country across that border. There are only 193 nations in the United Nations. So, you know, put that in perspective, almost every country in the world, to include terrorist country, we have captured people on the border that were on the terror watch list from Yemen. So it's, this is not a hard math problem to look at. And again, with the resurgence of the Taliban uh, and the sanctuary now that al-Qaeda is going to have and their new connection with Iran, it's, I would not just say it's possible. I would say it's probable that we will have a 9-11 event and you'll trace it to something that came across the border. Uh, it's not going to be an airplane attack. It's going to be somebody that brings in a weapon of mass destruction and it only has to be one or two individuals that do that and set it off in this country. We have seen in the past uh, in, uh, in, in the state of Israel uh, how um, uh, there have been attempts to rush the border there to to open it up, particularly in Gaza, there have been attempts to rush uh, the border to to uh, breach the border. However, it seems like the same tactic has been attempted uh, here in uh, in Del Rio and uh, uh, on occasions even in El Paso. Uh, do you think that there are any because of these similarities? Do you, do you think that there are any uh, any cooperation or coordination going on? Well, George, you're correct. I mean, there's attempts in Israel for individuals to uh, to breach their border, but they're attempts only. It, it, it's not successful because they have a beautiful wall, as President Trump used to say, and that wall is effective. We had a wall. President Trump uh, completed almost 500 miles of wall, and, of course, the individuals are now coming through the gaps in the wall that he wasn't able to finish because our Democrat-controlled Congress uh, opposed him at every single step about building this wall, which made no sense. I mean, what person is against national security of their own country? Uh, it's amazing. It, it's uh, almost childish in a way that we have political leaders that will put politics ahead of what's good for the American people. Now, you and I are all for legal immigration. Uh, I have no problem with that at all. In fact, I endorse it. I encourage it. But I'm against illegal immigration. I'm against a open border. And, and a nation that cannot secure its border has tremendous problems. It truly does. I mean, one of the headaches that I see very, very much uh, is this issue of uh, of just allowing anyone and everyone to come across without vetting them, without giving them any kind of, uh, without checking out their background. And, uh, you know, when you've got uh, somebody coming from Somalia, uh, you know, it's very difficult to check a background when there is no checking that's done in, in, in you know, any, any documentation in, in Somalia that's done, correct? Uh, that's correct. I mean, Al-Shabaab is a, is a terror group in Somalia. In fact, we prosecuted in the San Antonio a few years back an individual that admitted he was bringing in individuals across the border, smuggling them to the courthouse in San Antonio. So, yeah, it's, it's a recipe for disaster. Uh, I'm afraid we now have, a, you know, a commander-in-chief that basically, you know, has no experience in the real world. I mean, let's face it, he's been a politician for 40 years. Uh, he doesn't understand just basic concepts about you do this and that will happen. We've seen that in Afghanistan, a total collapse. Now, I don't blame the military. I was in the military for 20 years. We follow orders. 
And I remember when I was going into Bosnia in 1995, President Clinton, um, I looked at another fellow officer, we were on a transport plane, and we just looked at each other and shook our heads because we knew that um, this was, you know, this was not the right way to do things, but we followed orders and we did the best we could. So our military was given orders and we followed those orders, you know, the orders were bring the military out, leave all the American citizens there, don't worry about it, it'll be fine. And I can tell you the military looked at each other, shook their heads, but again, we follow orders of our commander-in-chief. We executed those orders. It's not the fault of our military. It's the fault of our commander-in-chief. And, uh, of course, when he says, you know, I'll take full responsibility but not the blame was kind of the speech I heard yesterday. Uh, if the buck stops here, the buck stops here. You don't blame other people. It's your responsibility. And this is a fiasco that didn't have to happen. That's the sad part about it. It really, truly is. Dr. Atticott, any closing thoughts that you'd like to leave us with before we let you go? Well, you know, I, I, like all Americans, we want to, you know, see the right thing done in a right way. Uh, our hearts go out to the people of Afghanistan that truly had 20 years of freedom, and now that's been snuffed out overnight, uh, literally over a weekend. And it's just tragic to watch. And uh, I just pray that uh, that our military and our leadership will be able to bring our American citizens out of the country first, and if we can, get those individuals out assisted our military um, in our in our mission there in Afghanistan. Thank you very much, folks. We've been chatting with uh, our good friend, Dr. Jeffrey Attica from uh, St. Mary's University. Doctor, thank you very, very much. Thank you, George. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. And we've got our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, expert in uh, border crime. And I wanted to get him on here because we've had a series of uh, shots being fired in the El Paso area across the border at uh, Border Patrol uh, agents. Uh, I guess in warning by the cartels on the other side. Jason, welcome to the show. What do you know about this situation? George, as always, it's good to be with you, buddy, and uh, great to be back on the show. Here's what's really happening over there, and that is that the cartel known as La Lina Cartel, which used to be an enforcement wing for the Juarez Cartel, they recently, probably I would say early part to mid-July, posted a what we call a cartel banner or cartel mantra stating that if Border Patrol did not stop uh, focusing their efforts on alien smuggling groups, then they then they were going to start firing on law enforcement, and that bullet specifically could fly across the border. And within three weeks, we saw that. We saw where over 20 rounds were fired at a Border Patrol agent in Isleta, and then about a week and a half afterward, another agent was fired on with five rounds. So... This is all directly linked to the unsecured border and the situation that we have given over our southwest border to the cartels. You know, George, it's very frustrating. We've been talking about this border issue for over 20 years. That's just the facts of it. And right now we are in the worst border crisis in American history, and we are doing nothing to stop not only the immigration layer, but all of the other crime layers occurring. And these cartels today have more power than ever before in Mexico, and we are seeing it play out on the ground. The, um, you know, this situation of the cartels actually firing at our agents on our side. I mean, you know, warning shots, obviously, but they're firing on us. Uh, is this not an act of war, or because it's not government people doing it? Uh, I mean, what what is the technicality? Why can't we react or respond at this point? Well, we can. Uh, I want to be clear about that. You know, you hear a lot that, you know, this would be an international incident of Border Patrol fired back. You know what? When you're being fired upon and you're the guy or the gal on the ground, you know, and that, that river gets real small real quick, real fast. And you absolutely have the ability to protect your life or the life of another person uh, based on imminent and, uh, fear. And that is, that is absolutely approved and validated. The problem we really have here is that we have a clear escalation in transnational crime activity. And as you know, I call these cartels terrorists because that's what they really are. We see them today in Mexico 
as a parallel government within the country. And they have made billions and billions of dollars in just this fiscal year off the smuggling of people, where they've adjusted from you know the smuggling to the trafficking. They're making more money than we have ever seen, never mind the drugs and all the other criminal activity that they're involved in. So this is just part of the national security failure happening at the border. And look, I'm just going to tell you, half the country doesn't even realize this is happening. Wow, incredible. Now, let's complicate this issue (laughs) as if we don't need to. Let's complicate it now with the fall of Afghanistan. And my understanding that refugees from Afghanistan are going to be resettled in uh, in El Paso, as well as here in San Antonio, we just found out a little while ago. Um, could this not lead to more problems with uh, international terrorism? Yeah, let me, let me start here by telling you the very first in the short, it's kind of a flip-sided coin, in the, in, the, in the short arena where I'm the most concerned are the folks that we already have here domestically that I consider extremists. Uh, I can tell you from personal experience that we have a lot of people that what has happened here is they have had a breath of fresh air watching what's happening in Afghanistan, and it, it really gets them to want to react what we learned since 9-11 is that we have to have our sources, what we call human sources, embedded close to these people to keep track of them because, you know, prior to the events of Afghanistan right now, something like a drone strike that doesn't even make national news but is on social media can be the very thing that really tips these people off and makes them go active. So what concerns me in the short run is watching this play out all over the news every day, 24-7. I know from personal experience, and I can talk to this very well, that these groups who were asleep are now awoken. And they are more turned on by what they're seeing, trying to figure out how they can play a role. To me, that's the short uh, threat. The long-term threat is now, you know, you're going to have people that are going to try to continue to make their way across the world toward the U.S. That's absolutely true. That's going to happen. We're seeing it. I mean, look, we've apprehended people from over 148 countries in this surge, and that's part of what you hear me talk about all the time that is different. So we will see that. It will take them months to get here. But we have to secure that border, and we have to quit talking about it, George. Yep. Uh, Let me ask you, because one of the things that really is disturbing to me is how uh, these stories, particularly of the of the shooting uh, of shootings at the border in Asleta and other places, haven't made major news. And I mean, you know, it would seem like uh, a cartel shooting at, at a federal agent would be big news, particularly when the federal agent is on American soil. Uh, get the news, just news media just seems to be silent on it. Your thoughts? No, they are in a lot of a lot of ways, but it also happens a lot more frequently than I think most folks are, are aware. I can remember in 2011, we had an exchange of gunfire of over 1,200 rounds with the Gulf Cartel, and we know that we hit several of them, and it took the Mexican military over two and a half hours to respond. I mean, it was just, it was a mess. And I thought, I remember this very clearly and vividly in my mind. I remember thinking, my God, this is finally it. Finally, national news is going to pay attention to what is happening at this border and show the American people. And George, you know what happened? Our director went down there. It was on national news for 10 seconds and they moved on. <laughs> and, and so here we are now, you know, literally 10 years later. And we're still seeing these things. Only this time it will be different because you will consistently begin to see an, an, an uptick. What else is happening over in Juarez is that La Línea is now partnering with Cartel Jalisco New Generation to take on Sinaloa in the coming months for that plaza. So we're, we're going to continue to see continuous increase in violence there, but then also in the state of Tamaulipas, what we call the frontera. Across from the Texas border, we're going to continue to see violence there as CJ&G and Cartel del Nordeste, along with CDG, all kind of clash. And that's happening and playing out literally daily. This weekend, just for the viewers so you're aware, uh, we had several shootouts in Nuevo Laredo where literally Cartel del Nordeste attacked the barracks of Sedena's uh, forces. Sedena is the army equivalent for the Mexican government. They literally attacked them at their barracks in Nuevo Laredo. So that's where we are. But, you know, those things don't make the national news either. 
That's amazing, you know, that, 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 the, that the cartels are as emboldened as any guerrilla group has ever been in attacking a, 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 a national army. I mean, it's amazing to me. And that doesn't make news. <laughs> and, and literally at a border town. Yeah. And it's happening. I mean, George, it, it, it just astounds me because it's literally happening weekly. We are having back-to-back gun battles several days a week on that border, whether it's in South Texas or, you know, out west, like, we're, like you know, what started this conversation today. And the thing that I would tell the folks that are listening is that we have not as a nation taken seriously what is happening at that border and the national security threat. Everyone looks at this, and I shouldn't say everyone, but the national media, for the most part, looks at that border issue as a immigration issue. We have not made the leap to the national security implications. And now with what's going on in Afghanistan, you can just add one more layer to it. Amazing. It, it really, it, it, it's really disturbing and, and shocking. I would imagine that the body count is really, really high at this point uh, in Nuevo Laredo and other places. It is, and, and you know it's going to continue to climb. the The administration in Mexico, under the AMLO administration, has the strategy of hugs, not bullets. That has not changed, and we can see now in the data from deaths in Mexico that it just continues to skyrocket at some of the highest ever. And I say that because they're, you know, under Calderon and President Nieto in Mexico, there was a, a serious outcry before AMLO's election that. The strategy of going after the capos and the cartels was the wrong strategy. But we can now see in the data that that's absolutely false because the amount of people being killed in Mexico every year now supersedes. We're averaging, just so the, the villagers know, we're between 34 and 36,000 a year under AMLO. And then prior to that, it was a continued escalation from 5 to 10 to 20,000 a year. Uh, from the cartels during Calderon and Nieto. So we can see what works and what doesn't. And doing nothing is not working. Yep. Uh, I mean, it really it really is disturbing. Tell the folks where they can follow you and how, where they can read more of your stuff. Sure, you can follow me at jasonjones.com or at tripwiresandtriggers.com. We post every day. We go live on TikTok at tripwiresandtriggers on TikTok. So... We do a daily sit rep about what's happening on the border and what's happening there directly affects the folks. Gotcha. Folks, we've been talking with our good friend, Mr. Jason Jones, uh, border crime expert. Thank you very, very much, Jason, for being with us today. Well, George, it's always great to be with you, buddy. If I can do anything, please don't hesitate to reach out. You got it. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador on KLUP 930 AM, Radio The Answer. Hi, folks. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador. Looking for information on immigration, borders, refugee resettlement, asylum claims, nationalism, and globalism? Go to BorderHawk.News. BorderHawk.News has up-to-date information on these topics and their impact locally, nationally, and internationally. BorderHawk.News has the news that's not covered by the other media or websites. Stay informed on one of the most important issues in this country, immigration. Go to BorderHawk.News. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez, El Conservador, talking to you on KLUP 930 AM radio, The Answer here in San Antonio. We've got our good friend, Mr. Mark Morgan, former uh, Customs and Border Enforcement uh, or Border Protection uh, Director, and uh, I wanted to reach out to him. He's now with with FAIR, a fellow at FAIR, and I wanted to reach out to him and ask him about uh, this recent uh, development on the border where... Uh, the Biden administration is going to reinstitute, we don't know exactly what that means, but they're going to reinstitute the stay in Mexico uh, policy as far as asylum seekers go. Uh, I also want to ask him about uh, Mayorkas' visit to uh, McAllen the other day. Mark, thank you very much for taking time as usual to be with us. What do you think of this, um, of this reinstituting of the policy? Well, I think it's important to put it in context, George, of, of why this has even come to light right now. It's not because the uh, Biden administration has, has been, uh, been honest with the American people. 
uh, that, that this was a game changer with respect to securing our borders and reducing the flow of illegal immigration. This is coming at, at a direction from a judge ordered decision from Missouri. The judge heard the argument on both sides, and the judge agreed with us. In fact, I participated in the affidavit, and actually the judge's ruling, I'm quoted in there, uh, with respect to saying how effective the Remain in Mexico program was under Trump. But the judge actually said that in his ruling, uh, how effective it was, and, and that it ended catch and release, and we saw a reduction of 80% of the flow by, by February of 2020. But he, here's what's equally as important, is that the ruling came from Missouri, which also shows what you and I have been talking about a long time, is that what happens to the southwest border doesn't stay. That's why every town, city, and state is a border town, city, and state, and it's incredible. And, and it's also important what he said, the judge said in his order. He actually said that the Secretary of DHS, Mayorkas, failed, failed to consider the positive benefits of MPP. He, he ignored his own administration's assessments on how to adequately deal with fraudulent asylum claims. And the judge went on to say that the secretary dismissed warning from border security experts that rescinding MPP would actually lead to the crisis that we see at our southern border. So this order is so important for many reasons, in addition to the fact that they have mandated the Biden administration to reinstate MPP. You know, you're raising a very, very important point there because it is not mentioned very much, at least by the mainstream media here in Texas, where uh, where they have been having some people have been having fits about the tragedy of people having to stay in Mexico. Uh, but it was instituted not because out of the kindness or the goodness of the heart of of the administration, but because a judge told them to do it. <laughs> that's that, that, that's exactly right. Absolutely. You know, and, and I think it's important that there's two aspects. One is, I mean, the judge basically called out the secretary of being both incompetent and lying to the American people in his order. And again, it really illustrated, he went into detail about how Missouri, the state of Missouri, was negatively impacted by the crisis that this administration has created. And so those are two important aspects of the ruling, in addition to now the Biden administration is going to be forced to implement it. Um, Now, look, they're going to appeal. uh, That could drag out for some time, but it was an incredibly significant decision. you know, by, by the Missouri uh, courts. Yeah, and, and you know, my curiosity is how they are going to implement it because uh, I would tend to think that they're, it's not, you know, since it's not, their their heart is not going to be in it. It'll be interesting how yeah. the heck they implement it. Well, 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 George, it's going to be pretty straightforward. I mean, all they've got to do is go to the career officials, the border security experts who implemented the first time, who have the relationships with Mexico, and who, who implemented across all 2,000 miles and did so effectively and significantly addressed the illegal immigration crisis. Another thing I would suggest to the Secretary Myricus, why don't you reach out to the former Chief of Border Patrol, Rodney Scott, that you fired oh, yeah. uh, because he wouldn't be one of your pundits because he oversaw the implementation and, and he knows a thing or two about how to do it. Yeah, that's true. Very, very true. Well, since you raised Mr. Mayorkas' he, name, he was here in uh, in uh, South Texas uh, a week ago, and um, supposedly he leaked, or there was a leaked comment where uh, he expressed concern about um, the open border not being sustainable. Uh, your thoughts on that? Yeah, so it's great, George. I really appreciate you bringing those up because this really shows the the, the true heart of the secretary and the hypocrisy that follows him wherever he goes. So think about it. When the cameras are rolling, he continues his political false narrative and lies that everything is under control, right? Those are quote, quote, everything is under control. It's not seasonal. We see, we, this is seasonal. We see this every single time as, as we're seeing a 900% historic high numbers <laughs> in, in July, right? It's a high I mean, season. <laughs> it's, exactly. It's a very high season, right? And he goes on to say how he's in a dismantled uh, system. I mean, it's all blatant lies. But as soon as the cameras are off, and he stands in front of the men and women who are out the risk of their lives to protect their nation. He knows he can't lie to them. 
He knows it. And finally he says things like that it's unsustainable. And, but, but he still doesn't go all the way because he, he still hedges even in front of them because he, and part of that he talks about, I, I know that, that the, the, the sector here was almost at a breaking point. No, it wasn't, Mr. Secretary. It was broke. It was well beyond a breaking point. It was overwhelmed. When you have two stations alone that, that a couple weeks ago had 10,000 illegal aliens you know, in, in their facilities, when, when they only had the capacity for 600, I'm sorry, that's way beyond breaking point. You know, another thing that I heard, too, is, and we're trying to get more information, is, is that you know, anticipation of, of him going down they cleared out the, the facilities. They removed the migrants from underneath the bridge. They reached across to Mexico and said, hey, could you up your patrol to reduce the flow when the secretary's there? So it doesn't seem to be the crisis that it really was. It's unconscionable, George. And and, and, and in that, I, I mean, it's short. I, I really, really hope that your listeners pull that up and listen to it. Because he also talked about, the secretary also talked about how, how their plan is to, to institute ER, you know, expedited removal, as well as increased interior patronization flights, meaning we're going to send a, a Mexican citizen further into the interior to reduce recidivism. And he also talked about increasing uh, um, criminal prosecutions. Guess what, George? That, that's everything exactly <laughs> what we were doing under the Trump administration. Exactly. But he comes in early on and says everything we're doing is inhumane. It's unbelievable the hypocrisy that's coming out of this man's mouth. It's a, it really, really, truly is. Uh, let me let me ask you uh, one last question because the situation with uh, with COVID, we keep hearing about it, and you know we've talked about it before. But um, you know, while in Washington they want to lock down the citizens. Uh, we still don't see anything happening down here on the border to check everyone or to even close the border. That, that, that's exactly right. Look, look, you know my position. Under the Trump administration, the CDC order Title 42, which was meant to reduce the further introduction of COVID-19 in our country, we applied that across the board. We didn't have any carve-out uh, uh, for, for political reasons to score political points. We put America's interests first, and anyone who came to our border illegally during the world's you know, worst global pandemic for, for, for a very long time, we removed them. We didn't bring them into our open-air congregate settings, which would be COVID petri dishes, and we sure as a heck, George, we're not releasing them into the United States. As we talked about before, anywhere from 15 to 25 percent of illegal aliens are tested positive for COVID, but this has not stopped this administration from encouraging and facilitating an illegal entry and releasing hundreds of thousands in the United States with a large percentage of them uh, having COVID. And, and it goes even further than that. Look, we, we should not be releasing people to the United but if this administration is going to continue to, what I believe is is, is absolutely unconstitutional uh, 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 policies and jeopardize American safety, but if they're going to do that, we, we should be talking about well beyond uh, testing. Why shouldn't we be vaccinated? Why shouldn't we be vaccinated? If they're going to release somebody, which again, I disagree with, but if they're going to release somebody, shouldn't they vaccinate that individual before they release him into right. the United States? Correct. Yep. That's yep. exactly right. Let me uh, one more question before I let you go. One more is now that Afghanistan has fallen and, uh, you know, we've got this huge open border. Uh, do you see any problems? Do you think do you think they're going to be there will be any problems like 9-11? Uh, look, we we absolutely need to be talking about this. Look, if you go back to 2006, the 2000 Secure Fence Act which got bipartisan support. They talked about border security. And by the way, they need to build a wall, which Joe Biden and Senator Joe Biden voted for, by the way. Part of that 2000 Secure Defense Act talked about the importance of securing our border with respect to terrorists or the, or the introduction of terrorist weapons in the United States from outside our borders. Nothing has changed with respect to terrorist resolve. And now with the Taliban taking over Afghanistan, you don't think that, I mean, terrorist organizations are just like cartels. They're looking every single day. The resolve is not wavered to, to see and check where we have our vulnerabilities and to exploit those vulnerabilities. And right now, our open borders, because of this administration, are the most vulnerable they've been in our lifetime with respect to terrorist organizations. Of course it's a real threat. And the outgoing chief of Border Patrol, he sent a video message to his workforce where he talked about the national security threat that we face from outside our borders. He talked to the southern border how this fiscal year they've apprehended Border Patrol over 14 illegal aliens that are on the terrorist screening database. 14. It's the most we've ever done. And right now, this fiscal year, Border Patrol has apprehended people from 140 different countries. 
absolutely our vulnerability in the southwest border is a national security threat that is real. Oh, it is. I mean, we've got to remember that it was only there were only 11 that were needed, uh, or nine, excuse me, there were only nine that were needed to cause the problems on 9-11. And they caught 14, so heaven only knows how many got through. That's exactly right, George. That's exactly right. It's a real threat. We've all got to be concerned about it. And it was, you know, it was important enough in 2006 to pass the Secure Fence Act with 80% of senators voting for it, including uh, Schumer and Perry, and, you know, and, and, and then Senator Biden. It's just as important now they need to secure our borders. You got it. Mark, thank you very, very much as usual to be for being with us and for uh helping us to uh, understand what uh, what's going on in D.C. from a long distance and how we're being affected by it here. Thank you very, very much, as usual. You bet. Thank you, George. Once again, my friends, George Rodriguez on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Once again, my friends, thank you for joining us today. This is George Rodriguez, El Conservador, in San Antonio. Thank you very, very much for joining us, more than anything else, for supporting us. My friends, we're looking at a critical time in American history. Our border is open our enemies are winning abroad, uh, and and the the thing that uh, that Democrats seem to be worrying more about is whether or not we're wearing a mask. In- incredible, incredible, my friends. We need we need to stand up for our rights. We need to stand up for our country. We need to stand up for our de- for the defense of our homes, our freedoms, and our liberties. And my friends, it is really really critical that we as Americans uh, keep each other informed. Uh, as we have pointed out in a couple of our, our interviews today, um, some very critical Im- issues that uh, are not being reported, my friends. Very, very critical and important issues that are not being, or incidents that are not being reported. And, uh, you know, where do people find out this information? Well, one source is right here on El Conservador. You can you can uh, uh, share this program with folks. You can tell people to, t- to t- tune in. You can go to our website and uh, and copy the link and share it with folks. My friends, there are many, many ways that you can do it, and we encourage you to do all of them. The other thing, of course, is to uh, keep uh, keep the faith and uh, and look at things logically. I mean, this is the thing that really amazes me, is the inability of, uh, of liberals. Uh, leftists don't look at things logically because they look at it how they can gain politically. But liberals just, I mean, they, they, they just don't seem to understand uh, reality. They just really don't. At any rate, my friends, thank you very, very much for joining us today. I hope that you you will continue to support us. If uh, you're interested in uh, following El Conservador, you can go to the website, uh, elconservador.net, or you can go to uh, the social media, Twitter, Facebook, MeWe, all of those. Uh, you can find uh, my program as well as my uh, rantings and ravings on there. Uh, I also want to encourage everyone to um, uh, buy my book, uh, available in bookstores, available online. Uh, El Conservador, Conservative Opinions. Uh, and again, if anyone is interested in inviting me to come speak at their events, I'm more than happy to do that. Thank you very much for joining us this uh, Saturday. We'll see you next time. George Rodriguez, El Conservador, on KLUP 930 AM Radio, The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.